Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey mamas, welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. We're so excited to have you with us. This season we are in um, what we're calling Mom Interrupted. Skirt. Oh. <laughs> Is that your interruption sound? Yes. Skirt, skirt. Kate with the sound effect magic. Hey, wait. Okay, I'm going to derail you. I have a joke for you. Okay. All right. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. I know this no, one. No, you have to do it. It's so rude. You have to. <laughs> this is Abby's favorite joke. You have okay. to. Okay. Okay, I'll play. Okay, <clears throat> knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. <gasps> Interrupting cow. Move. <laughs> okay. That's funny. That may not make it the final cut. <laughs> Are you kidding? That is podcast gold Moms, right if you want a little joke for your kids, for some fun, there They you do. Go. They want it. They do. Okay, that's funny. I was like, I already know it. Forget it. Listen, we're diving into all the things that interrupt moms on a daily basis and in our life. And we definitely jumped into the deep end the first week because we talked about how mamas feel overwhelmed. Yeah. I kind of am still there. A hundred percent. I don't know that it's gotten any better over the past few weeks. Yeah. It just feels like there's all these unknowns. Like every day is a brand new Ooh, what's going to happen? Yes. I will tell you, though, for me, the transition into March and the sun is coming out. Yes. Has done wonders for me. Yes. I saw a TikTok this morning that was so funny because it was like this guy was walking and he was like, I'm so mad that I'm out here walking, but I know that I have to be out here for my mental health. <laughs> and so I'm going to keep walking. But for me, honestly, it's a huge game changer for me just to go outside and take a walk in the sunshine every day. Yes. Makes a big difference. I think that February fog, that darkness that hangs over, I'm glad that that's gone. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling so warm and sunshiny inside. I mean, adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, though, we did talk about, we reminded ourselves that God knows everything we need. Yeah. So before you open your eyes in the morning, mama, God already knows what your day holds for you. And he is already there. Like That's he's right. already been there and he's hanging out with you through the whole thing. So just know that your heavenly father knows exactly what you need. Then the last two weeks, we jumped off into another big topic that affects women worldwide, dieting and body image. Yeah. We can all agree that the mirror interrupts our daily life. Yes. Every morning. Yeah. Afternoon. Yeah. Evening. All day. All day. And not just the mirror, any reflection, putting on clothes, choosing what we're going to eat. You know, there's interruptions all day um, to our bodies where we're thinking about our bodies and dealing with our bodies. And, you know, uh, I was recording some stories the other day and I caught myself. I just decided I'm not going to put a filter on this. I'm just going to just record it as is, you know. And just start making conscious decisions to just like be a real person and not be so concerned about my image all the time. Anyway, I think those two, we've gotten a, we've gotten a lot of really good feedback from women, um, but those issues are so loaded. You know, there's so many pain points involved. There's so much, you know, 
it really doesn't do it, do it justice to even just cover it in two podcast episodes. Yeah. And so, you know, my hope is, my heart is that, you know, if there was something you felt like was unsaid, you know, mama's out there listening or something that we didn't touch on well or didn't, you know, fully care about in enough depth, you know, what you needed to hear. First, just we want to hear from you. Send us a message. Send us a message on Insta. Send us a message on Be Facebook. Nice. <laughs> you know, we have never gotten any mean messages, thankfully. <laughs> But we are happy to circle back on something, you know, that we may have missed or an angle we have maybe have not seen it from. But our hope was just to open up the conversation. I think we need to be talking about this. There is not a woman who has not dealt with body issues at some point, and especially as moms, my goodness, that throws it into a whole nother realm. So thank you for having that conversation with us. Thank you for your grace toward us as we try and navigate it with the truth of God's word and wisdom. And we hope it was a blessing to you. Well, and I love what you said about reach out and tell us, you know, what we missed or what you would like for us to cover in a future episode, because, you know, we have had our own journeys with that, but we don't know what your journey is. So let us know. Right. And that's the thing about our podcast. We love doing this with you guys, but we just can't cover it all in the time we have. Yeah. And so, so often we'll get done with an episode and think, oh, I wish we'd said this. Of course. I wish we'd said that. Yeah. So let us know, because we'd love to jump back on that with you. So today, we're going to talk about something that I think, again, is a worldwide problem with moms. Okay. It is our kids and all their questions. Oh my goodness, yes. All the time. Yes. So many questions. Yes. All day long, random times, times when you're not prepared to answer the question. Yeah. For me, it's in the car. When I'm driving somewhere, and I don't know if this is like you, Mama, but when I drive somewhere, I don't know, I'm kind of like all in on the drive. My mind's going, I'm like thinking about what I forgot to put in the car, where I'm headed, what I forgot to return. I'm not really thinking about the kids in the back seat. And I then mean, this little yeah. voice, yeah. this little voice just starts peppering me with questions. Yeah. And I just get exasperated. Because I'm like, I'm trying to navigate traffic. Exasperation is 100% correct. Have we talked about my talk-o-meter? Yes. <laughs> I have to make sure that I don't say taco meter because it sounds like tacos. Uh, but I, the kids know that I have a taco meter and Caroline is the questionator. And so now I have a question meter. And just the other day I had to say, my man, I love your inquisitive mind so much. I love that you have all these questions and all these ideas. I mean, Rebecca, I don't know what this kick she's on. She must be watching some family on YouTube that does stuff with cardboard boxes. Oh, bless. The family's on YouTube. First of all, why did I not think about this? I could have been a millionaire if I just put a camera in my house. Okay. These people are doing regular things, and they're just putting it on YouTube. Yes, but they are also setting very unrealistic expectations for the rest of us. Because they're not doing anything else. Right. They can just make cardboard things. Yeah. Because they're getting paid to. That's all they do. So Caroline's like, first of all, she's like, well, you know, we don't go on new adventures enough. And we, okay, because she follows some family that goes on adventures. Okay. All right. YouTube was about to like magically like, oh, it does not work anymore. Okay. But then there's this family that does things with like trash or boxes and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So every, you know, I get a box from Amazon every day. So every day Caroline wants to take this box from Amazon and <laughs> ask the 15 things she can make. And do I have glue? And can I cut this for her? And can I cut out a hole? And, you know, and so is that balance so Becca of like you want them to be asking yes. the questions you want them to be creative you want them to be thinking about things and wanting to try new things but also it's like oh there's only so much I can handle 
No, but that's what I read. I researched this a little bit. And like between the ages of two and three up to four and five, it's when kids are trying to figure out the world around them. Yeah. And so they're just asking questions because we forget, we know where the Amazon box comes from and all that kind of stuff, but they don't. Yeah. So they're just like curious about it. Like, sure. where did it come from? Where did the truck that bring it? Why does that bird fly right there? Why <laughs> is it? I mean, their minds are just constantly going and them asking why is a sign of curiosity. Yeah. Because they want to understand the world around them. And I think we forget that the way that they're learning about the world around them is from us. Yeah. Like we're actually a teacher here. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know. Like what if we never answered a question for our kid? Would they just be a pile of mush? <laughs> go to when the they're 12 no. I don't know <laughs> but we are we're the ones that telling them about the world but it's hard it's hard in that season of motherhood when you're so exhausted already you're kind of like just in survival mode yeah and then the hundred questions come from the back yes I read a statistic that um, preschoolers ask on average a hundred questions to their parents a day <gasps> no is that a real day Yes. Oh, my there was goodness. some crazy number too. Like by the time they're six, they've asked like 40,000 questions or something ridiculous. I don't know. I didn't really believe that one. I was like, I'm not Listen, sure. But okay. I feel like the hundred is right. It's very validating. Yes. Of like, yes, that is definitely happening. And no wonder that's exhausting. A hundred questions a day is a lot of questions. But they're just like, I want to know. Yeah. Okay. So in honor of the questions that our children ask us. We're going to play a little game. Can't wait. Okay, it's called 20 questions. Oh! <laughs> You're the mom. Okay. And I'm the kid. Oh, God, I feel exhausted already. And I'm going to rapid fire 20 questions at you, and we're going to see how creative or boring you can be with your answers. But I have to just answer them. Just answer them. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't think too long. Okay, ready? Okay. Here we go. Okay. Why is the sky blue? Because there is... Sun and rain and God made God made the sky blue. That was his decision. Isn't God good? Isn't it pretty? What's for dinner? Whatever I feed you. Where do babies come from? Babies come from mamas. Can I have a snack? No. Why do I just take a bath every night? Because it's good to be clean. It helps keep our bodies healthy. Where does God live? God lives everywhere. He's right here with us. Are we rich? We are rich in the abundant blessings from the kingdom of God. Where do dogs go when they die? Dogs go. Can I have a snack? <laughs> you cannot have a snack. Why does that person look so sad? Oh, maybe they're having a bad day. Can we pray for them? Why can't I stay up past my bedtime? Because it's very important for you to get enough sleep at night so that your body feels healthy and strong. What are you and daddy doing behind that door when it's locked? We are having time together. Can I have a sleepover? No. <laughs> Can I have more screen time? No. Why do I have to eat vegetables? Vegetables are good for you. Can I have a snack? No. Are we there yet? No. <laughs> Can I have a little sister? No. <laughs> do brown cows make chocolate milk? No, but wouldn't that be so cool if they did? Can I have a snack? No. You did it. You're yes. done. <laughs> Becca. <laughs> Way to go. That was awesome. It's so accurate. Right? They yes. ask those questions. Yes. I love it. That was so good. Okay. So I was thinking the other day, like, you know, preschoolers, it's all about why and what and curious about their world. But now I've got this third grader. I feel like she's so interested in relationships. Yeah. Like she always has questions about, you know, things that happen at school. Why uh -huh. did this little girl say this to this person? Or yeah. Why did, why was this person mean? Or why do they write bad words on the bathroom walls? Yeah. In the school. Wow. Um, but she's so interested in the relationships. Like what's happening between these people? And then I have a middle schooler 
I don't feel like he asks questions. <laughs> I feel like they go into a cave and they're yeah. like, it's too much. It's all too much. Yeah. I'm just retreating into my bedroom. Yeah. And then I have a teenager and I think their lives revolve around them. Uh-huh. And it's all about what can I have? What can I do? How does this affect me? Yes. And I know that sometimes as a mom, that's super frustrating with your teenager because you're like, listen, the world does not revolve around you. But it's actually part of their development. It is. I mean, they're just trying to figure out how they fit into this whole thing. It is a supernatural for them to be self-centered. Yes. yes. And so they're always worried about themselves. And I think as moms, if you can kind of look at the big picture and see these stages that our kids go through with their questions, it might actually inform us on how we respond. Yeah. Because I think as moms, we want to have the answer. I want, I want to have an answer for you. It almost feels like it's part of my job description, right? When they sent me out of the hospital with that baby, it was like, all right, you should know all this. Yeah. But we don't. We We just don't have all the answers. And I read this really cool quote. This guy said, you don't have to have the answers. You just have to have the interest. Okay. I like that. So just the idea that when you don't understand the question or the answer, just be interested in why they're asking it or where's that coming from. Maybe even take a part of the question and try and figure out that answer and then put the the rest off to the side and say, we'll deal with that later. Yeah. But I thought that was really interesting. You don't have to have all the answers. You just have to have the interest. I like that a lot because that's really what they're wanting from you is for you to engage with them about something. And, you know, you may not have the answers, but if you could just enter into that with them and this place of curiosity or what they're trying to figure out as much as possible, that's really what they need. It's so good. And the other thing I read was that instead of just answering their question, say, tell me more about that. Yeah. You know, because sometimes they'll say, why do, why are are all ladybugs girls? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't think so because then we wouldn't have more ladybugs. Sure. Okay. So just tell me more about that. Yeah. Or what do you think? Oh, yes. Right. Put it back on them. Yeah. What do you think? And let them start because honestly, that gives me a minute. (laughs) To start thinking about, you know, and sometimes they'll ask me a question and it's something I have answered before. And so I'll say, well, <laughs> you've asked that before. What, what has mama told you? You know? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, we also say something in this house. Sometimes the questions are not curiosity questions. They're petition questions for something they want. And I have already answered the question and they're coming back again. So I say asked and answered. That Ask means and answered. Okay. Yes. So that that means, and this is this is, comes from we've had a sit down beforehand where I've said, you are allowed to ask me a question, but I am allowed to give you a response. If you continue to ask me, I am going to tell you asked and answered. If you continue to ask me, then I'm going to change my response, and it will not go well for you. Listen, I'm so interested in the question now. What is it they want? Well, because they're saying, you know, can I go over to somebody's house? Or can I get a new cell phone? Or can I stay up past my bedtime, right? And then they they want to come to you with all this reasoning behind it. And there are times when just as a mom, you know, I'm not going to be able to budge on this. I've also told my children, because I got this very good advice from, a, from another mom, I will say yes as often as I possibly can. The answer will be yes as often as possible. So you know that I'm reserving my no's, right? I'm No is not going to be my default answer. Yes will be my default Bummer, as much as possible. I to work on that. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, I will say no as much as possible. <laughs> I will reserve my yeses. 
Well, I mean, you know, that's an option too. Sure. But I think there's something to that so that they know if I say no, it's for a reason. So if they say, you know, can I stay up until 11 o'clock? No. But mom, I really wanted both asked and answered. And then if they petition me again, then I say, nope. And you're going to bed right now. And you're also going to bed at blah, blah, blah for the next three nights. Because (gasps) the hammer. You know what I mean? Yes. So we just put it down. Like you've asked me the question. I've answered you. Respect my decision. So that may not be where you're wanting to go with this. But I just, (laughs) that was kind of on my mind as something just actually practical that has really worked for us as a family. That's so funny. I feel like you are the hammer. Like, I got it. I feel like I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. Except with dating. That's the one area that I'm like, nope, the answer's no, 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 no. But I do have this 15-year-old about to turn 16 that's just like begging, please, mom, let me date. We'll see. I'll let y'all know how that goes. I know, sweetness. Yeah. Okay, so I was thinking about how our kids ask us questions constantly. And then what happens when we become a mom? Do we still ask questions? Mm. Who are we asking questions to? Google. Alexa. Mm, Yes. Yes, we totally are. I ask Alexa about the weather every morning. Every day. It's my favorite. Yeah. I love that she tells me. Yeah. And I think sometimes we, um, just like when they're little, we assume that we have to know the answers. Mm. And we don't. We just don't. There's no way for us as moms to know all the answers, especially as our kids get bigger and the problems get bigger. And we have got the most amazing person to ask questions to. And that's God. That's right. And how often do we go to him and ask all these questions? It's funny, as you were talking about that whole thing about asked and answered. Uh-huh. I'm like, I wonder if God did that to us. Oh, can't you imagine? He's like, bruh, I have already told you the answer to this. You know? We, I ask the same thing a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm late. Please make all the lights green <laughs> so I can get there quicker. I think God's like, asked and answered. No, <laughs> your fault. Too bad. You know, I wonder how he responds. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll chat about that when we get to heaven. So I read this quote. It says, questions can help us realize our limitations, which is our humility. Mm. They show our deep cares and struggles. That's our honesty. They reveal our curiosity and desire to learn more. That's our hunger. And they express our aspiration and expectation, which is our hope. It is okay to question God, and he is neither surprised nor intimidated by our questions. That's really good. I I think it's a wonderful thing for me to know that it's safe for me to bring my questions to God and questions that could potentially offend him, you know, that, that are, that are real questions of like, Hey man, this feels a little wild that like you rose from the dead, you know? Right. Or, you know, just things that are really honest like that. Yeah. Um, I, early in my faith, into my 20s, I didn't feel like it was okay for me to be honest that I question things. I My husband is like, there's just no doubt in his mind. You know, it's very clear for him. Um, but I heard a speaker, a, a well-known speaker, admit that she comes to God with her questions. And there have been times when she's wrestled with her faith. And I that brought such freedom for me just to know that I could just go to God and be like, Hey, I I don't totally get this. Would you help me understand it? Well, and I don't think God gets exasperated no. with our questions like yeah. we do. You know, yeah. I think it's so easy for us to be like, God, I've already told you that. I don't think God does that. And we can't fully understand that as humans because God is infinite and he's compassionate and merciful. 
And so he has these attributes that just, I mean, he, he just wants us to come to him with everything. Yeah. So it's hard for us to get our mind wrapped around that. But I thought it was so interesting, the four qualities that this person pulled out, humility, honesty, hunger, and hope. And one of the things that I love about children is that children really are humble yeah. because they don't know. Sure. They don't know. Yeah. So they really are coming to you asking for that knowledge. And I read this scripture out of Matthew 18, 1 through 5. It says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Children reflect humility. Yeah. They just, they don't come with all these preconceived pride and this is what's, you know, they just want to know they're curious. Yeah. And I think God wants us to come to him in the same way. Yes. Just like a little child. Yes. God, I don't know. And even though I think I might know, I'm going to lay that down and I'm going to come sit on your lap and say, tell me everything you do know. Yeah. The other thing it talked about was hunger. Um, and we can't cover all of them, so I'm going to skip to hunger. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And I think about how often I'm hungry during the day, but I don't go to God that hungry for answers to my questions. Okay. Because sometimes when I come to him, just like the little child, I'm not humble. I already have an idea of how I think it should go down. And so I'm really just kind of coming to let him know, this is how I think you should handle this. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I'm hungry. It means that I'm prideful and boastful. And I think I've got this thing figured out more than you do. Yeah. But somebody that's hungry comes and says, I just need my belly filled. Yeah. So what do you have to satisfy me? Yeah. God has so much. It says in there, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Righteousness is who Jesus is. That's his character. That is who he is. He is someone that is right in all of his ways and all of his judgments, but also kind and compassionate and merciful to help us figure that out with him, to understand it. And so when I come to him and say, God, I don't understand why you're doing this, but I'm open to you sharing with me why, I think he wants to tell us. Yes, I do think he wants to tell us. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Yeah. God, there's so much out there we don't know yet. Yeah. And it kind of makes me wonder, like, have I, have, should I have learned more by now? Like, have I missed a window to like learn something? And I don't want to get to the end of this life and feel like I missed out on, on knowing something about God or learning something that he wanted me to, to understand. Yeah. But so often I'm so preoccupied with everything else. Even like as a mom, when my kids are asking me questions, I'm so preoccupied with something else that I think is more important in that moment. And I'm missing this little person that just wants to hear from me. Yeah. It reminds me that I really need to be aware of what's going on. That's good. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the, the door will be opened. That's good. You got to knock. You got to knock. You got to ask. Um, I was thinking about in James where it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God, you know, and he gives it without finding fault. We just, we need to ask him. Um, I think what you're saying about, you know, the default is just to think, well, I'm just going to figure this out on my own. You know, I'm pretty smart. I could Google this. I could look up WebMD. You know, I could ask old girl and I could maybe figure out the answer. But instead, why isn't our default to say, hey, God, could you show me? 
Mm-hmm. You, you're better than the Googler. You know, you're better than what I could figure out here. Could you show me? Well, and I think we forget that as believers, we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Right. And so we do have access to that knowledge of God. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe you're intimidated to think, I don't want to ask because I don't think God's going to tell me because maybe I'm not worthy enough to know the answer, or maybe he thinks I'm not smart enough to understand it. But the Bible tells us that when you become a believer, the Holy Spirit takes up residence inside of you. And so that actually gives you access to the mind of God. Yeah. In 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 16, it says, The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? And in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Amazing. I mean, think about when your kid comes to you and asks a question. They're trying to get a peek into your mind. Yeah. Mom, what's in there? Tell me what you already know. And a lot of those questions we do know. We have lots of great answers for them. So when we come to God, it's like we're trying to get a peek inside God's mind. What does he know that I don't know? And I think sometimes the answer that we're looking for is the easy answer, and it's the comfortable answer. And I think when you read in Scripture, it talks so much about how God knows so much more. He's so much deeper. He has infinite wisdom. I don't think that the answer that he always has for us is the one we expect. Oh, yes. And so I think when he reveals it to us, we kind of shove it off. Like, no, 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 that's not what I was hoping you would say. Uh-huh. But there's so much more life in God's answers than in my easy, comfortable answers. This is so interesting. So my daughter came home yesterday, and um, in one of her classes, they were having a deep discussion about something, and she had kind of walked away with her thoughts on it, and she was sharing it with me. And for me, her conclusion was problematic. Like, I was concerned about, I don't feel like that's the takeaway. So I kind of you know, asked her a few more questions to kind of understand where she was coming from a little bit better. But I could tell she was stonewalling me a little bit. And so I finally looked at her and said, is this something that you want to have a discussion about or have you already made up your mind? And she looked at me and she said, I've already made up my mind. And so I knew that as her mama, we were done. I had to table it because she was not willing to get a peek into my mind. She was not willing to ask questions or to consider it from another way. And I think that that's exactly what you're saying is that's so often how we come to God where I want to come to him and tell him, Hey, I figured this thing out. I think it should go this way. And he, he's trying to tell me, listen, girl, you've kind of missed it here. I'd love to show you this. And I kind of go, "Mm, I think I'm good. I think I feel good about the conclusion I've come to, you know? That's so good because I think that's where our kids go. They start in that curiosity phase where they just want to know everything you know. And then by the time they hit the teenage years, it's like, nope, I already got to figure it out. Yeah. I'm really not asking you to know. I'm just asking you for you to confirm that what I've, I, what I've come to is correct. Right. And it's like, no. It's so hard because, but it's just wasted breath to, to, to try and make them understand in that moment. There may be, there may come up an opportunity later on, you know, where, where I have the opportunity to kind of dig in with her there. Um, but 
it was, it would not have been received. And I think it's so good for us as moms to model that for our kiddos. You know, when we say to them, I don't know the answer, but I know who does. Let's go and ask him. And there's so many times that I feel like um, I don't point my kids back to prayer for that reason, you know, Um, when they're trying out for a team, when they've got a problem with a friend at school, when they're, you know, behind in a subject. And I just kind of jump to the worldly answer. Okay, let's work harder. Or you know what? You don't always win and that sort of thing. Instead of pointing them back to God and going, let's go pray about it. Yeah. Let's go ask God. He already knows the answer. Yeah. And we may not like it. Let's go ask him. Yeah, because I think even in that moment, I could have said to her, hey, I don't necessarily agree with your takeaway. How do you feel about us each praying about this and maybe talking about it at a later time? So that I am pointing her to the authority who really knows the answers. Oh, I've, I've been feeling that lately with my kiddos. I just, I don't know. I feel like you get in this routine as a mom where you're just, you know, getting through all the things of the day. And even if I've had my time with the Lord, I don't know. Sometimes I forget to bring that into my time with my kids. Sure. And it's so good for us to model that for them. The last scripture I've got is from Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. It's Paul's prayer for spiritual wisdom. And this is that last quality that it talked about with our questions that they're hope. They provide hope. When we ask questions, we can find hope. He says, ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and made him the head over all things for the benefit of the church. He is the hope for our questions. Yes. And we have this hope that, I mean, it says it right there that we can know the will of God. Like we can ask him and he will give us knowledge of his will. You know, I I just think that's incredible. And I think we stop short of realizing that that's possible for us to really understand what he wants. I think um, even in our world today, there is stuff happening that we don't have the answers for. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we do feel hopeless. But I'm just reminded by this scripture that if I have the mind of Christ, if the Holy Spirit lives in me, then even if that answer is not something that I can fully take in or understand, the hope of of knowing who does know the answer can fill in those gaps. Right. And I was thinking this morning, actually last night as I was watching the news, I don't know if any of you mamas have been watching the news with Ukraine and the war. I just felt really overcome and hopeless last night. Mm. Um, It just feels like it gets worse every day. And um, I just feel for those moms, you know. Uh, They're just talking about how many of these mothers and children are having to leave Ukraine, and they're leaving their husbands and their fathers and their dads behind to fight for the country. And I just thought about them laying in those shelters in foreign countries without um, their family, without communication, without their stuff, without their homes. And I thought about their kids asking questions, you know. Wow. They, they can't fully understand what's happening. And part of that's the beauty of being a child, you know, being able to find joy in the everyday, even when the world might be crashing down around you. Yeah. 
But I just thought about those moms and how they're trying to answer those questions for their kids. And mamas, I just, I, I just came to God and I was like, I don't get it. I don't understand why evil is winning. I don't understand why there's this suffering on the other side of the world. But like my life is fine. Right. I'm just continuing on about my day. Yeah. And I don't know how to talk about this with my kids either because it seems really heavy. And there's just so much unknown because we don't know what's going to happen. And so it just was like one of those moments where I was like, I just don't know. I don't have the answers. And I don't think God's given me the answer. You know, I didn't come to him in prayer last night and feel like he just like revealed this like major truth to me. Sure. But I feel like I was filled with the hope of, of knowing that he's still in control. Yes, that's right. And he's holding all that's happening in the world in his hand. Yeah. And even if we don't understand the evil or what's happening, we can trust that our God <laughs> rose from the dead. Yeah. You know, that this world is not our home. Yeah. And that um, by me spending time in prayer for those moms and children and dads and people over in the Ukraine, even if you feel like it's not making a difference, it is. Yes. The prayers of the church are lifting up those families and those people. Yeah. And um, even with all of our smaller questions, you know, we've got a billion other smaller questions that have to do with our home and our kids and our school and our jobs. But even with those little and big questions, we can trust that our God is able Yes, he is. And he is going to help us through all those situations. That's right. Yeah, and that's where we can fight the battle is in the spiritual realms. So I thought it might be um, a great way to end our podcast today just to pray over Ukraine. And I would love that. mamas and kids. Yeah. Um, so if you'll just join us right now, let's pray. Yeah. God, I'm so thankful for um, your mighty power. God, that you are not thwarted by evil. You are not confused. You are not caught off guard. You are not surprised. That's right. That, God, you are sitting on your throne today. And just as the scripture said, that everything is under your feet, God. Everything in this world um, is under your control. And we don't understand. God, I don't. I don't understand why what's happening in Ukraine is happening. I don't understand why it feels like evil is winning or why innocent people are losing their lives or why these people are fleeing their homes and, and have no idea when they will return but God, I know that you do, and I know that your presence is there. And that's the thing that brings so much comfort, that your presence can be right here in my home with me and my children, but it can also be all across the world in the homes with other mothers and children. And God, we just pray for those sweet moms right now that are holding their babies close and don't have answers for their kids. And God, we pray that you would fill them with an overwhelming sense of peace, yes. that you are there with them, God, that you are um, loving them that you are providing help through these wonderful volunteers and people that are coming together, that, God, we don't know the end of this story. We don't know what's going to happen, but we can trust that you do. Yes. And, God, we pray for victory. God, yes, we God. pray that you would be, bring peace over there. God, I pray that you would preserve the lives of all of those men and women. God, I pray that you would um, bring this to a peaceful end. And, God, I pray that good wins. Yeah. I pray that good wins. And, God, I know that you promise us in Scripture that you will return one day. God, that you will return for your children, and God, you will win. And it may feel like right now things are confusing, but we know that you are still on your throne. And God, we just we say, we say that with authority today, that we believe in you, we believe in your power, and we ask you to intervene in a miracle way. God, we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, moms, thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. We love you guys. Like we said, reach out to us. Let us know what you think if you have any questions. And don't forget, we're doing Lent over on our Patreon. You can still jump in and join because, listen, we are only halfway through. Yeah, we've had new people join this week. Yeah, it's been great. And all the episodes are on there so you can go back and catch up on everything. That's right. But we'd love to have you. Yeah. 
Okay, see you soon, moms. Bye. Do you know a mom who needs support and encouragement? Send her the link to the Gather Moms podcast today and connect her to this community. You can also help other moms find this podcast by leaving a rating and review. 